Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mournette, and today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, Score Fox Valley, the Alive Center, and the National Charity League of Greater Naperville. You're watching Spotlight, and joining me now from Score Fox Valley is John Panarisi. He's the area director. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you, Jane, and thank you for having me. No problem. Happy to have you. And I, I want to start out by talking about SCORE and really what are, what are the services that you're providing during this unprecedented time? Well, as you may know, SCORE is a volunteer organization of individuals with uh, various expertise in all phases of running and, and starting businesses. So we are mentoring uh, small business startups and, of course, those with small businesses trying to navigate through this pandemic. And uh, thank God Zoom has been a lifesaver for us, as you can imagine. So Absolutely. Instead of mentoring face-to-face, -face, which is not always possible, we are doing Zoom uh, meetings and mentoring with the various clients that have come to us. Okay. And what are you seeing, John? What are those uh, issues that you're really seeing among small businesses during this time? Well, the pandemic has really... Uh, caused a great deal of issues with, with businesses that uh, provide various services, uh, such as a day spa, and that there are various people that are reluctant to come to that day spa because of the, the threat of the COVID. And so uh, uh, trying to reach clients to come in to their particular facility uh, and going out and, and talking to them via phone it's very difficult because these people have always relied on customers coming to them. So they must really change their thinking and their behavior as far as uh, going out and uh, soliciting business. So it's a, a different world. And uh, you're not out, uh, you can't actually go face to face with clients now. It's almost um, on a digital phone, uh, Zoom basis. And it's, it's changed a lot. Yeah, and obviously that works well for certain businesses, but not so much for others. And, you know, at SCORE, you, you offer up a lot of educational tools to your clients. So tell us a little bit about some of those educational tools, John. Well, one of the main ones we have, Jane, are the workshops we conduct in association with various libraries. Uh, we just completed a six-week planning session for those who wanted to attend, and this was via Zoom. And over six weeks, we helped uh, small business startups put a business plan together through various means. So at the end of this six weeks, they would have a complete business plan to launch their venture. Uh, on the other hand, uh, we work with uh, roundtables. Uh, people come together to discuss issues via Zoom over roundtables to discuss what areas that are causing major challenges for them and what are the best approaches uh, to take in handling these challenges. So between workshops and uh, roundtables, our attendance has increased over 40 by 40% over previous years. So a lot of people are coming to us to get help regarding these challenges. 
Yeah, and I would think, John, I mean, you know, obviously the uh, the benefit of being able to actually walk away after a six-session uh, six program with an actual plan that you can do something with and then also having that ability to really kind of talk through some of those issues with like-minded people is very beneficial. But I would think in some ways that uh, being able to offer that through Zoom, as you said, you've increased your attendance by 40%. That may also be part of it, right, because people are able to drop in a little bit easier than they are necessarily necessarily when maybe yes. you might be sitting at a library. Are you seeing that? Yes. I mean, we conduct uh, uh, library workshops uh, to the Bolingbrook uh, library system at uh, 6.30 in the evening. So uh, uh, most people are, are totally available. Uh, the other thing about our planning session, Jane, was we had each attendee had a mentor assigned to them. So they had constant counseling and mentoring to help them after each class session. And therefore, you know, we help them one-on-one uh, -on -one after each session to build this plan. Yeah. So uh, yeah. It, it, it helps them go a long way in accomplishing what they want to. Sure, and there's a certain amount of accountability, right, with that mentor, that certainly helps. Um, yes, very much. Talk a little bit because, you know, obviously business startups is something that you really focus on. Uh, what are some of the mistakes or challenges uh, that you find that the average small business startup encounters? I think one of the key misses for most startups, Jane, is a business plan. They may have an idea, but it, it comes down to, okay, fine, but how are we going to implement this? What's the plan? Uh, what's competition? And the other thing I tell all of my initial clients is to think of the word bail, B-A-I-L. And B stands for banker. Of course, you need financing. A stands for an accountant because you're going to have accounting issues relative to your, your business and your revenue, et cetera. I is for insurance. Uh, most Businesses don't think about the liability insurance they'll need to have. And of course, L is legal. Yeah. Best you have a lawyer. Uh, we make sure, and I tell every small business startup do not sign any paper, not mm -hmm. even if you're going into partnership with your mother, <laughs> unless you have a lawyer look at it. Yeah. And we've had, yeah. some, we've had some people get into some uh, very, very serious issues with signing leases uh, that they had not had a lawyer scrutinized. As we kind of wrap up here, you know, I know that you personally, you and I go back a ways, uh, you donate hundreds of hours uh, to School of Fox Valley. Uh, what keeps you and the other volunteers coming back? Well, I, I think age and experience go hand in hand. And there's an old story about the a fellow walking by uh, down a path and he hears somebody crying uh, and he goes over and he sees his friend in this hole. And he looks at his friend in this hole and his friend says, you know, I'm down here and I'm stuck and I can't get out. So he jumps in and his friend looks at him and says, why did you jump in? Now we're both in this hole. He <laughs> says, yeah, but I've been here and I know how to get out. <laughs> so I, I, think, I think the point is uh, I like helping people get out of holes getting started and all of our members are very very conscious about paying it forward and I think that's what life is all about Jane is taking your experiences and helping people that have not been there and help them get there without going through some of the trials and tribulations 
we went through when we learned to, like you possibly, the school of hard knocks. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, uh, you know, particularly in today's very fast moving business environment, uh, having the benefit of uh, folks that have been there, seen there, done that, uh, even as a sounding block, but also with some of those disciplined tools is really helpful. So thank you, John, so much for coming by. You're welcome. We appreciate it as always. And if you are interested in learning more about Score Fox Valley, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break for a few short messages. Stay with us. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wynette, and joining me now is Candace Henning. She's the founder and the CEO of the Alive Center right here in Naperville. Welcome to the show, Candace. Thank you for having me, Jen. Oh, really glad to talk with you. I know this has been a very busy time for you. So let's just start right off the top with who does the Alive Center serve? So the Alive Center is a nonprofit organization that empowers teenagers. So our primary audience is teens that are in sixth to 12th grade, and that is uh, primarily for our after school drop-in, which, which right now is virtual, but we, we were um, physical in person for quite a while over the summer and the fall as well. But we also serve some um, younger kids, and we're, we're getting even younger. So our tutoring is for, um, free tutoring is for K through 12. We have summer camps that go from fourth grade to 12th grade. And we just recently started a fourth and fifth grade day on Saturdays, which um, we may take virtual if we're not able to come back to that. But that was really popular for our first time out. So we're excited to get that one going again. Um, but, but yeah, we're all about the kids. I, I really believe, you know, there's been a lot going on in this world and there's going to continue to be for a while. And I believe that the youth are the solution, right? So if we can get to the kids and empower them and help them become more resilient, help them figure out who they are and what they love and bring those skills out in the world, that will make the world a better place. Yeah, I love that. Well, and you've been a very physical hub, and, and now you're more of a virtual hub in a lot of ways. But talk a little bit about that, because obviously the pandemic has impacted operations for every business and non-for-profit across the country. Uh, how has the Alive Center had to pivot in this time to continue to forward your mission? Yeah, so when we went into quarantine um, at the end, middle end of last winter, it took us about a week, and then we created virtual drop-in. And I'll be honest, I, I didn't know if it was going to succeed or not, but we were very pleasantly surprised. Um, the kids that came on a regular basis just absolutely loved it. Because, you know, they're in COVID. They've, they're in quarantine. They have nothing to do. So to be able to get on the phone for an hour a day and connect with other kids, connect with adults, um, they really enjoyed it. We still kept our teen-led model going. So three of the days were, we had STEM, health and wellness, and art. And so they actually, teens led projects for the younger kids, because it was mostly junior high kids that came to the virtual drop-in. Um, 
And then, so we did that for, gosh, what, three months? April, May, June? Yeah. <laughs> and then when June hit, we did have a few in-person events at Alive that were outside. We had a, a paint park and play where you could come and we had different stations set up. And then we reopened in July, which was quite awesome. So we reopened for our drop-in using all of the appropriate rules and restrictions. Um, and our camps, we ran our camps as well. We had to shift them all to July and August, but uh, we maxed them out at 15, but they were almost all full. And we added on an Alive with Pride camp, which was led by, created and led by a high schooler. And it was one of my very favorites. Um, and then in the fall, we partnered with School District 203 and started e-learning for middle school kids. So that was a huge shift for us because oh. 11 and a half hours a day, we had kids in the center. <laughs> so, wow. Um, yeah, we hired a couple substitute teachers and just really were a space for these kids to do e-learning. A lot of them have single, they come from single parent families and their parents need to work. So, and if you're in sixth grade, could you imagine being home doing e-learning? To be honest, most of them would be on YouTube all day. Yeah. So <laughs> they, yeah. they would join the class and right. they would be on YouTube. So, so at least, you know, at Alive, they have a place to connect with other people if they need help technology um school district 203 and aramark provided free lunches and free breakfast and so it's really been a great partnership and then just two weeks ago we pivoted back to to virtual so we have virtual drop-in from three to four monday through friday and then our virtual clubs that are team led from, from four to five yeah so, so yeah it's been just pivoting after pivoting but it's right. um we've served our, our audience this whole time our families and our kids so we're really happy about that yeah, well, that's good, and I think, you know, obviously uh, there, there's great benefit to those kids being able to be in that e-learning space, but tremendous peace of mind for those parents as well. So, right. uh, Candace, what's your favorite part? I mean, you've been doing this for a while. You founded uh, the Alive Center. What's your favorite part? I like the teen-led piece. So, so these kids that come in and create and lead a program all by themselves, and some of them have instant success, but some of them don't, and then they have to work at it. But when they, by the time they leave alive, their confidence is so elevated because you know they're, they're in high school, they've already created and led something and it gives them such confidence. You know, one of my girls, um, she, she's at, I'll just say an Ivy League school and she is a director at the um, homeless shelter in, in, in the town of the university. And she said, Candace, I never would have had the confidence to do this if it hadn't been for the Alive Center. And I was like, yes, that's the kind of stuff we want. So, so that's my, my very favorite part. But I love that those kids are impacting younger kids and teaching them new skills and helping them figure out who they are and mentoring them and tutoring them. So it's just, you know, the whole cycle. Yeah. Well, and I think also as you talk about that, I mean, it's the opportunity to sort of, if you will, in car vernacular, test drive the car, you know, test drive your right. leadership skills. The downside, you know, what's what's the failure? There's not. Um, so it's a good opportunity to do that. Um, as we're wrapping up, Candice, you, you have a real quick story about your latest satellite uh, location out at the uh, Community Christian Church out in Aurora. Give us give us the quick quick skinny on that. Yeah, so, so we opened January 6th, even if for some reason, because of quarantine, we can't, we're going to be there and we'll give people tours and, and things like that and get them registered. But about two and a half, three years ago, I really wanted to go into downtown Aurora. And so, you know, I started talking to the city, um, Santori Library, all kinds of different places. It honestly, it took us a while to find this partnership, um, like dating, I guess. Um, but we've we, we found the right one. So I have been doing that for quite a while, and but not really finding the right partner. Meanwhile, Addie Rubio, who's currently on our staff, 
she interned at Alive. So, so when she was going to Aurora University getting her master's in social work, she was an intern. And for one of her assignments, she had to create something about something she wanted to create in Aurora to help her community. And so she did this whole paper on an Alive Center and created a vision board for the Alive Center. And then meanwhile, I don't even know, a year and a half ago, she came to work for us. So, so she had that going. And then we've got Rodrigo, who is the pastor at Community Christian Church in Aurora, who publicly stated out loud, um, and I'm sure he did many times before that, that they really wanted to have an after-school program to help the kids. Mm -hmm. So it was just neat because there's three of us, you know, envisioning this in separate ways, and then we it was it all came together. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, so Margo. Margo, who's on our staff as well, goes to Community Christian Church. She heard Rodrigo say this, reached out and said, hey, the Alive Center has this, brought us all together, and, and here we are. So it just felt very divine. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I would imagine that it's going to have a tremendous impact in that community as well. So uh, we'll look forward to hearing more about that uh, in 2021. That'll be a good thing coming, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We need it. Yes. Yeah. Candace, thanks so much for stopping in and, and letting us know what's going on with the Alive Center. I know it's been a long road of pivoting, and I'm sure we're not quite out of that yet. But thank you for all the good work you're doing on behalf of the teens and the families and the young kids. You're very welcome. Thank you, Jane. You're welcome. Uh, to find out more about the Alive Center, please go and visit their website. We're going to be right back after a few short messages. Stay with us. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from the National Charity League of Greater Naperville is Mina Flannery. She's their president. Welcome to the show, Mina. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, let's talk about the National Charity League. What is it? Okay, so the National Charity League has been in Naperville for about seven years, but the National Charity League has been around for over 50 years um, across the country. Um, it started in California. Um, with moms that just wanted to help out and uh, give back. And it's a mother-daughter charity league. And we began it from um, one of the moms in our neighborhood that was in the organization when she was a child in Texas. And then so she was one of our founders and brought it to as the first chapter um, in Illinois. So very exciting that Naperville has its first chapter. And now we have, there's three other chapters in Illinois too. So it is growing and it, they're looking to open um, another chapter too. So what the organization is about is uh, it is the largest mother-daughter volunteer uh, organization in which you try to support your community through different leadership aspects, cultural aspects, and obviously volunteering our philanthropy aspects. Okay. Well, wow. That's that's kind of lovely. I mean, A, it's always nice to have something that's a mom-daughter thing, right? But also, you're yeah. really role modeling. I mean, you're not, you're saying, don't just do what I say, do what I do, and so let's let's do that together, right? 
Yes, that's very true. Yeah. So I have been I have been in the organization for the whole for six years, or six years of it. I, my older daughter is in college. She went through it for all of the years, and my younger daughter is now in it. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Now, what kind of philanthropies do you support? Sure. So we try what we try to do is support the ones within our community or our extended community. So, for example, we support Ronald McDonald House and Hesed House. It, we support, um, you know, smaller ones such as Arbor is big, but uh, Little Friends, DuPage Children's Museum, um, DuPage Pads, uh, wherever the need is. Okay, well that's great, and I mean it's all feeding to the same community, so that's you mm -hmm. know that's important, yeah. right? Um, yes. Obviously, we're we're in interesting times. Uh, the pandemic's impacting lots of things. How has it impacted the work and the of the organization right now, Mina? Yes, it has impacted our organization greatly because most of the populations we serve, obviously, uh, for example, at-home kids. That was one I didn't mention before. You know, works with children that have just gotten out of the hospital before they go home. Well, we can't directly support them and work with them by doing actual work at locations. So we've had to be very creative in what we are doing so that we're still trying to give back when we can. Uh, when it, this first started in March and April, we had to come up with our own ideas because everything was pretty much shut down. So immediately our organization began making face masks back in March and we were um, sending them out to first responders, you know, the nurses, doctors, even people that, you know, anyone that could possibly use them, teachers, uh, uh, people that are working in grocery stores, anyone that would probably need that. Yeah. And that evolved into, you know, making headbands and things of that nature. And then now we are doing a lot of at-home projects, which we never have done before. Everything has been on-site typically. Uh, like We've done a lot of work, though. Uh, we've been able to work with Loaves and Fishes quite a bit because they have opened up and they absolutely have a huge need. So we've done a lot of volunteer work with them. But it's shifted because we can't go to Ronald McDonald House and work with those right. populations because of this. And we've had to change our focus this year. Yeah, well, and I think, you know, obviously you're still helping. Uh, you're just helping in different ways and uh, being creative, which I think the entire, uh, well, the entire world's had to get pretty creative, but uh, certainly in the not-for-profit space. Now, I know one of the things, Mina, your organization is committed to is the whole notion of diversity and inclusion. So talk a little bit about what you've been doing uh, this year along those lines. Sure, and I wanted to mention that our organization is founded on three pillars, which is leadership, I did mention that philanthropy, and cultural. And what we're really trying to incorporate um, within all three of those is the diversity and inclusion of all of the types of populations we work with. So, for example, when you work with loaves and fishes, you don't just go in and you sort the food. You know, why are we doing this? Like, what is the purpose behind this? And what do we, how do we impact our community by doing this? And having the girls take a leadership role and recognizing maybe different ideas of what they can do to support their own community. And having that cultural awareness of how there are different populations and how we have impacted them. And then how does that impact us? So that's something that we are working to incorporate in every single philanthropy that we're working in so that the girls really have a very meaningful um, connection to what they're doing instead of just, okay, I just went in and I did the work, you know, what, well, what is the connection to that? So that is really the direction that we are working from from to uh, make sure that we are including that in all of the different philanthropies we work with.
Yeah, so really trying to understand. I mean, it's raising a level of awareness, a level of understanding. You know, you touched on one thing that I wanted to just touch on before we wrap up here, which is kind of that leadership piece. You talked about that as a pillar. Give me an example or a couple of examples of how moms and daughters are, are doing activities to, to grow that leadership and those leadership opportunities. Okay, great. Yeah, and I have a daughter who is in 11th grade, so she's older, and I can give you her perspective. We uh, we are looking to support DuPage, DuPage pads in some way, but again, they've had to be displaced because they because of COVID. So they're all in their own hotel rooms, and they can't be in you know where they are making meals for them. So I I brought this to her attention because in her year, her class. Um, her 11th grade class, that is one of the philanthropies that they focus on. So I said, you know, I want this to you to take this back to your meeting, and I want you guys to discuss a way that you guys could reach this organization. So that is what she did. She brought it back, and they brainstormed and came up with an idea where they can purchase food that they can make within their hotel rooms, and how are they going to then purchase it, who's going to deliver it, and that was something that they took on and to try to figure, budget it and figure out how that they could make this work. So those are the littler things that they can do to take on that leadership role and, and own that um, you know, job that they want to do to help out. Yeah, well, that certainly builds that foundation, right? Because they're having to think it through, they're having to plan it through and uh, have that responsibility. And that's how leaders are, are raised, right? Yes, and I, so my older daughter who's at, in college right now, so she was in this organization, and since she's already gone off to school, she actually has is, is organized different community fundraisers, and that's a focus that she has wanted to start on her own, which I think is because she probably did it when she was younger and had that opportunity. So it, I think it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful for mothers and daughters to be able to do this together. Oh, that's terrific. Well, Mina, listen, thank you so much for coming by, talking to us a little bit about what the Charity League does uh, here. And, uh, and, you know, we hope that uh, we'll see more, more, more organizations yeah. here in Illinois, right? Nice to be the first, always in Naperville, but uh, hopefully yeah. others will join. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, too, for uh, having me here. If you would like more information about the National Charity League of Greater Naperville, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. If you would like to learn more about the organizations featured on today's episode, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wynnett. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.